And welcome back to another episode of The Amazing City, episode 45, the Pedro Martinez episode. The last one we did the Jason Bay episode, and they've sucked since then, so we're going to try something different here. Pedro Martinez, a damn good Met, so hopefully do what we're going to kind of change things around a little bit. makes sense. Yeah. Um, It's it's our fault, guys. We're sorry. It's it's our, you know what, sometimes. On behalf of the podcast. Sometimes on Buckshow Walter, sometimes on front office. This time, it's on us. We take, we're accountable here. Accountability is key. Um. But before we get into everything, Jack, how you doing? Doing all right. We we won't bring up Denver here. We won't do that. I'm not gonna do you that. You know, I'm not I'm not upset with it. Growing pains happen. That's a lie. <laughs> I would have. Well, yeah. Obviously, you want to win that game, but I'm more. I mean, the, the, the defense turned in. Let the defense let Geno Smith look like Pat Mahomes. Right. Right. You know, I think I saw something like 40 percent of Kansas City's or of Seattle's first downs came on Denver penalties. I know, you have Cortland Sutton offsides. You have an offensive offsides on what was a walk-in touchdown. It's going to happen. I think overall, Javante looked good. Melvin Gordon looked good. You know, Judy looked good. Russ looked good. The O-line looked good. I just think it's the growing pains of a team with a rookie head coach, a rookie offensive coordinator, and a rookie defensive coordinator. But I think... It happens. Right, it's going to happen. I'm not too upset about it. But like, yeah. you know, Hackett says after the game, you know, hindsight, that was stupid. We should have We should have gone for it. Yeah, so that that's what you want to see. You Listen, want to see the, the acceptability. We've won in the NFL. Nothing, nothing is a guarantee. The Giants beat the Titans, the number, who were the number one seed last year. Uh, right, Giants beat the Titans. Things happen. The, the Chiefs blow out the the Cardinals with no kicker. You have a game in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, like, but you know, I would I would have been concerned if he's like, nope, that was our plan. We stuck to it. It just didn't happen to work. So you know, it's like it's the same as like when the manager pulls the starter too early, leaves him in too long. Yeah. You know, just have accountability. Be willing to accept your mistakes. Shit yeah. happens. But overall, I'm doing good. Um, solid. Looking like I might be down in Port St. Lucie tomorrow for game two of the St. Lucie Mets and the Palm Beach Cardinals in St. Lucie. Mets took game one last night. Second round pick, second round pick Blade Tidwell. Four and two thirds, six Ks, two hits, no earned. Javier Atencio, three Ks and two and two thirds in relief. Uh, best of three series. So if St. Lucie wins tomorrow, they, they can clinch. Um, it's a fun environment. I'm pretty sure it's dollar beer night, so it'll be a drunk environment. Um, but you know, playoff baseball is fun. I love minor league baseball. I love being there for it, and I don't have class Thursday, so I can do the down and back. Ah, there you go. Yeah, it always helps. Yeah. But up to the major league level, they've um to pick quite the time to play their worst baseball. And as we said before we start recording, sort of the Braves, which has kind of helped the Mets. But you take two out of three from the Dodgers, which is good. And then you follow that up by going five and six against the Nationals, Cubs, Pirates, and uh, Miami. Not great. Could be better. <laughs> it feels like the pitching really hasn't been the problem. It's been like the lineup will go two games dull, and then they'll explode for 20 runs the next two games, and they go two games dull, and then they explode for 15 runs the next two games. It's You know what I think it it's is? Frustrating. It's I frustrating. It's frustrating. I the the I was not able to watch the first game in Miami because I was at work. Mm-hmm. They dropped that one; and it was a dud. I'm able to watch the second game and the third game. I was there for one of them. Offensive explosion. I've not been able to watch the first two games of the Cubs series because I'm at work. So what I'm hearing is so that what I'm hearing this, is I'm watching the game at work tonight. Is that for the second time in the in the first five minutes of this episode, you Jack Rams, you're saying the Mets struggles have been your fault? Okay, all right. Oh, uh, well, that's oh, this me. episode. <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> Football uh, talk the rest of the way. Yeah. 
<laughs> is mean, Saquon sure. back to running back one? I, you know what? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> but listen. It helps when you have an at least competent offensive line. Ruts happen. It's a long season, so it, it's it's only a matter of time before a lineup that has been the most consistent lineup in baseball for the most part, you can argue. It was only a matter of time before they kind of hit a rut, but you didn't think it would go against, I'm not going to say no-name guys, but it's just like these unproven guys like Javier Assad, Adrian Sampson is a 30-year-old journeyman. Uh, Mitch Keller, besides this last like month, has been just bad as a professional. And I can't even – I don't even know who was picking for the Nationals. Either way, they're the Nationals. They got shut down by Patrick Corbin. Yeah. That I'm, stuff when you're trying to compete for uh, – in a pedic chase and you're in the, in the tightly contested division, you can't do that. We talked about it before we came on. Um, it's The Mets are in a weird spot in the sense that the last five games now have kind of felt like the inverse of what we expected. You know, yeah. if, you're, if, I, if I'm going to tell you the Mets are going to have two, two blowout wins, a blowout loss – and two tightly contested wire-to-wire losses, you would figure those blowout losses are coming at home. Or those right. blowout wins are coming at home against, you know, a lesser pitching staff and a lesser bullpen. Because that Miami pitching staff is still decent. That's a middle-of-the-pack oh, yeah, pitching staff. Sure. Pablo I mean, Lopez is a top Pablo Lopez is no joke. Yeah. Jesus Lazardo went healthy. I mean, I think I was... I have to watch the Marlins broadcast because I'm down here in Orlando, but... When he came, when he got Mally was warming up, Paul Severino, I think, made the point that right, like right before he got hurt, or no, since coming off the IL, he had a 187 batting average against him, which That's sounded good, really good. <laughs> and that inflated his season number because he was at 183 on the season. Dude's pushing a two ERA. He's got an electric fastball. Like these are these guys are no joke. And Assad has good stuff. The cutter's nice. The fastball was nice. The breaking pitches were good. But I think the problem with the Cubs series is you're getting to the point where guys are on base against lesser relievers. Yeah. And you're not doing anything with it. Right. Now, where you'd expect that to maybe to come in Miami where, where you have guys that are definitely more respectable arms. But it's just it's not happening. Yeah. Not happening against Chicago. And, you know, it seems like it's always like the Mets and the Braves go in the same motion. Kind of. You know, at least, at least lately. Yeah. You know, since the end Which of that, kind of helped the Mets because as the Mets have cooled you're, off, you're, you're so keeping the pace, a bit. but you're keeping pace in the best ways and the worst ways. Yeah, because when the Braves are losing to the games like to the Giants and the Mariners, and I forget who else they play, the Rockies, you want them, you want to be able to gain ground when they, when they lose. But right now, they haven't been able to take advantage of that. This was no, the time, like we said all year, get to September, get to September, get to September. Guess what? We're here, and let's face it, they kind of suck. They haven't been great yeah. in September. They've been bad. No, I mean you you hoped that 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 offensive explosion in Miami would help, right? But it feels like within the realm of the Mets going to two and a half up and the Mets going to half back, that three game window, the Mets are just wavering back and forth. It's coming and it's going, and these two teams are for the most part keeping pace with each other. Yeah, we aside from the the two series head to head, there hasn't been a case of the Mets really pulling ahead or Atlanta really closing the gap. Right. In games that aren't against each other. So when you have these these instances of all right, well the Rock the Braves are playing the Rockies and the Mets are playing the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. The Mets dropping the Dodgers, Daniel Bard shuts down the Braves in the ninth. You know, even if you want to go further back, that wild extra inning win they had in Boston. The Mets won that same night. Yeah. So they're they're just keeping pace with each other in the good and in the bad. So who knows? Maybe you get to a point where you're going to that series of the game in the half lead, and that's what's going to come down to. 
Yeah, it definitely. Could. I think as we watch this and we go further and further with no separation either way, this the season's going to come down to that head-to-head series. Not even just the division, the season. It definitely could. Because the longer you put off the Dodgers and the more rest you give your starters, the better you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's been a consistent offense all year that's hitting its first real rut. Yeah. And I think part of that is it's the oldest team in baseball. You know, yeah, and you yeah, have Marte on the IL. You, know, you have a guy like Canna who you really have to manage his, his hip. You have a guy like Vogelbach who has that lingering hamstring thing where it's come and go. And you have a platoon of catchers who suck, and they're hitting better lately. Uh, not in September. <laughs> they're, they're hitting a lot better lately, but I think you're at a point now where a decent chunk of your offense is coming from your catchers. And I don't yeah. know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You like the you love the input. Anything you can get out of these two is great. For sure. But going into the ninth last night, your one RBI was from James McCann. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously Marte being on the IL sucks. Yeah. And you can it tell that that's clearly that hurt them a lot. Since the trade deadline, they've been carrying around dead weight in the form of a 36-year-old man. I, that's <laughs> Right, and Darren Ruff has blowed, and Mark Vientos has not looked great. You know, I mean, he's, Brett he's Beatty like goes, six at-bats. Yeah, but he's looked over overmatched in at least three of them. You know, and yet you got um, you got Beatty going on the IL, and you know Paul is red hot. But even then, you know if you have if you have Escobar, McCann, and Nito carrying your offense, you're not really going much of anywhere. No, yeah. And we were talking about it before. The situational hitting has sucked. It's been you know, bad. you've now had twice where you've had bases loaded in one out or less, and you get nothing. You got six guys on the base in total. Yeah. You you produce four outs and no runs. Five outs actually. You got the yeah. Lindor double play, and you have straining the bases loaded the other night against, like you said, journeyman thirty year old. Except this time it's a reliever and not a start. It just can't happen. It's it can't happen. And I mean, like I said, oldest roster in baseball. They're getting mm. tired. You know, like I get it. That's totally understandable. I mean, if you look, look at any sport in the NFL, when you're getting to week 17 and 18, the wheels aren't as fresh as they were week one. Sure. When we get to the NBA, you know, a lot more guys are sitting out with general soreness or load management. Yeah. By games 75 and 76 out of 82. Yeah, and you have guys like Lindor and Pete who have played Every 140 game. of 142 games. It's But the problem the Mets have worked themselves into is because they're not hitting, you can't really afford to give these guys days. No. Because if you're going to get offense, they're your two biggest threats for it. Yeah, and in the month of September, let's see where they are. Lindor is at a 139 WRC+, which is fantastic. Alonzo's 121. You'll take that. I'm not, I'm not going to be upset about that. He's not hitting the 300 that I predicted, but you know what? He hits the occasional bomb. He'll come through with a couple of hits every now and then. He's fine. Escobar leading the team at 254 WRC plus in September. Guy's been, I you can't get him out. He's been electric. And then all the way down at the bottom. I'll tell you what, Jack. You know, you've taken a lot of blame so far in this episode, but I'll tell you what. In the month of September, you are a better hitter than Darren Ruff. I am better than Darren Ruff. My dog is a better hitter than Darren Ruff. Notice the hat. I like it. Thank you very much. Darren Ruff in the month of September has a negative 100 WRC plus. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. No, we're <laughs> and we're, we're today's the 14th. We're at the midway point of the month. He's like one for his last 34 or something like that. Can I, we? Um, I don't get it, man. Can we acknowledge how important of a to piece this team Starling Marte is? Oh my god! Because I think it always felt like he's another piece to the puzzle. You keep it going along. But More it's like you, you, you read. I need to figure that out. 
you, you read the number, you read not the numbers, the opinions of, you know, Yorma held this team together, you know, the Mets have sucked since Yorma got hurt, yada, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Starling Marte in the two-hole, we talked about this when we talked about extensions and Nimmo. And right. I said, this team is not where it is, and this team does not do anything if you don't have the consistency of Nimmo and Marte getting on base. Right. Now that Marte piece is out of the picture, the offense is not producing what it was. Right. That's a piece that, that inc- it enormously lengthens your lineup. Yeah. Because even beyond that, Naquin's still a good piece. Sure. I think he's got like a 125 WRC plus as a Met. But he's not touching lefties. Oh, no, no, he's not. And he's not... Just simply put, like even just against righties, he's not as productive of a player as Starling Marte is. No, and I don't think anyone was expecting him to be. But no, no, no. But the gap is, I think, a lot more than we thought it would be. I would say that's fair. So it's all right. So the Mets are actually, if you include the game, well, yeah, including the game that he left, the Mets are four and four. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're four and four since Sonny Marte got hurt. Um, I mean, it, it's it, it can only go so far as saying since they're six and six in the month, but you notice it because you know you're going to have that guy at the top of the lineup that's going to grind out the at bats. He's going to try to get the infield single. He's going to slap him the other way. He's going to come up clutching the RBI spots. I'll tell you what, if that's Starling Marte coming up with the bases loaded, he's not flying out. He's not grinding to double plays. He comes up with the bases loaded to run scoring. Uh, it, it's, it, well, it's I feel even very you're past the point of a rotating door. It's hitting three every day because you're not also rotating your door at the two hole. Right. You know, the lineup has looked severely different since Marta hit the IL. Yeah, they've changed it up a little bit and it's it's working. And I think sometimes it, lo- it works, sometimes it hasn't. No, agreed. But I just, I, I, I think the, how much, how large of an impact we thought it would be, this is far more. Yeah. This is far more. And I think if you're the Mets, you have effectively five days left or five games left of this stretch where the Mets are playing lesser opponents and the Braves are playing good teams. Yeah. You know, because they have one more with the Giants. You know, they're two and three on this West Coast trip so far. Mm-hmm. I think the Mets are two. I want to say three and three. The Mets have gained the game since the Braves went out west. So I think the Mets are three and two. The Braves are two and three since they started this West Coast trip. They have one more yeah. time and they go home for Philly. Okay. And while they're at home with Philly, the Mets have the Pirates. Do they play Philly next? Yeah. But I think it's at home. It is at home. But so, listen, Philly's still a playoff they're, team. They're a postseason team. Yeah. Postseason teams are going to play each other. They're good teams. You, for the Mets, you hope for the best. You know, sure. hope for at the worst a split while you're playing the Pirates. While you have four games with the Pirates, I believe Atlanta has four with Philly. Uh, it's it a three? it's a three game set. Okay, it's a Friday through Sunday, and the Mets end with Pittsburgh on Sunday, right? Atlanta has a day off in there. Yes, and that's what catches them up for the rest of the season in terms of that half game half game in the standings. Right. For the Mets, the one the, the pivotal thing is winning on that off day. Yeah. That's huge. Tomorrow. Because that half game in the East right now is massive. 
But if you can't, if the, you, you have a chance these final five games effectively to completely redeem a crappy first two. Oh, sure. If you end this pseudo homestand with them, not pseudo homestand, the short, shortened homestand, because I believe they leave after Pittsburgh, right? Yes, they go to Milwaukee. 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 Holy, what? They go to Milwaukee and then Oakland. Yeah, I thought that was weird. It's two with Oakland, right? It's only a five-game road trip. It's three with Milwaukee, three with Oakland. And then okay. two with Miami. In Miami, right? Right mm-hmm. home. Uh-huh. Two my- okay. Yeah, they have a weird schedule this month. It's a very of. weird schedule. What the hell? Yeah, that's odd. But you can complete these final five games. If you can pull a four and one, all is redeemed, like you said. All is redeemed. Because listen, today Atlanta's most likely not going to win their next four. Carlos Rodon Rodon going tonight. He is going to, he might mess around and finish top three in NLC Young voting. Listen, Rodon's trying to earn the bag because he's going to opt out of his contract. He's going to get a fat contract from Brian Cashman. Maybe. But that that's a spot, man. That's, that's a, a spot. You know, I, I don't I don't hate that. I love that for both of them. But you you just have a chance where the Braves are out on the West Coast. You know, the you've you've gotten out of the Mariners and the Giants, which you hoped. Yeah. I think the best you could ask for was at the best a five hundred road trip for the Braves. And that's what they're gonna pull if they can win today. If not, they're going four, they're going two and four on this road trip. But if you can't take advantage of that. It doesn't matter. Avoid. Then it doesn't matter what Atlanta's doing. Yeah, you know, because you haven't been able to capitalize on the days they lose games. And yeah. like you get, you get it. Losses are going to happen. But it's just been you're a half game up. Same in the loss column. You got that extra win. Yeah. If you can just pull a win on that off day, that's huge. Listen, and I think, I, if, I think if, you said it best, and it, it was a point I hadn't even thought of. You win today, which you should. You should beat the Cubs. You can't. You cannot, by any means, get swept at home by the Cubs. You can't do it. You beat the Cubs today. Hopefully, the Giants take care of business with Rodon. You're up a game and a half. You win tomorrow. You're up even two games, and then they have a three-game set with Philly while you're taking care of business with Pittsburgh, hopefully. If, if Philly can throw out... Um, Wheeler, when he, if he comes back by then, Nola, and honestly, I, Suarez, I, I don't know, Ranger Suarez, Suarez, Kyle Gibson, Thor. That's right, they got Cinderella too. And the Mets have 19 games left. Win the games you're supposed to. I think they just need to look. You know, we had a stock of soft schedule, soft schedule, soft schedule. Great, not working. Just got to fucking win today. Yeah. We've been saying it all year. Win the series, take care of the rest after. They're not even doing that right now. No, they're not. I mean, they, they dropped the series to Washington. They nearly they get the doubleheader sweep in Pittsburgh, right. but they're looking atrocious in some of these games. Game one in Pittsburgh, they looked like shit. Game one in Miami, they looked like shit. First two games in Chicago. This is now four games. They've dropped an absolute dud against teams searching for a lottery pick. And every game against the Nationals, they've looked bad. Exactly. They look bad. So... You have to start today with this last game. Starting today, you got to look at it as win today, worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. Every time, I, like, whenever I think about or we talk about the struggles of the Mets, all I can think about is, and I, I, I said it on Twitter yesterday, it makes you think about that quote by Lindor after one of the losses where it's just like, they're collectively hitting a wall. Listen, 
I get it. Again, long season, 162 games. It's like an eight-month season. That's a long freaking time. But guess what? Everyone plays the same amount of games. Everyone plays the same amount of games. Dansby Swanson is playing the same amount of games as you. Eugenio Suarez is playing the same amount of games as you. Justin Turner is playing the same amount of games as you, and he's like 47 years old. (laughs) That's not an excuse. Everyone's playing the same amount of games. It's now on you guys to figure it out. I don't know if you have to take a a meeting. I don't know, take less BP or maybe extra PP, whatever you got to do. Run through the damn wall in these 19 la- these last 19 games, go 14 and five. Do what you have to do to win the division. Because right now, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I don't want any business with the wild card game. I want nothing to do with the San Diego Padres. Yeah, if the season ended today. Oh, well, looking at the loss column, the Mets and Braves are tied in the loss column. Season ends today. You know, the, Mets, the Mets are lucky if they're in a spot. Where they just need to win one game in Atlanta to have that head to head. Which is huge. No, and right, because there's no more 163. Right. If this season ends and they're both 101 and 61, that head to head is deciding who plays the Dodgers in the NLDS mm-hmm. and who plays the Dodgers in the NLCS. Right. Because if you can get to the Dodgers with more innings and more pitches on that arm of Kershaw, you're, you're liking your chances. Yeah. Season ends today. Atlanta would go to St. Louis. No, sorry. St. Louis would host San San Diego, and you're playing Philly. That's the four playing the five. Okay. Which is fine. Right. You know, it's what it is. You've handled Philly all year. Mm -hmm. But you can't look at it from the, okay, well, we can beat them anyway. It's whatever. We've done it all year. Also, listen, in a short series, anything could happen. Right. One, it's three games. Anything can happen. And the Mets and Phillies do not play boring games. (laughs) No, they don't. I mean, really going back to Hansel Robles throwing at somebody's head in 2015. Right. Right, they they play crazy games. So I, I even think of the, the game last. So throw him at uh, as Dribble Cabrera. Right, the Cabrera walk off. You have the home run that wasn't a home run last year, in in Philly, the first series of the night Donnie Stevenson was born. Yeah, all this all this bullshit. That is now, you hope seven more innings on the Grom, seven more innings on Scherzer, seven more innings on Bassett. Yeah, and hurt most of the year on his second IL stint. Which new I think career. is more for wrestling. I, I think it's fine. Right, probably. But, but new career high in innings. Right. You want to save those bullets. Yeah. And then you go straight from that to the Dodgers. Whereas yeah. you can be in a spot where you get, as the two seed, you can get a, just a lesser opponent. Yeah. You want one of those bottom two wildcard teams. For sure. You know, but so... If you're in, but if you're the divisional winner, you take that team who's now probably starting their number four starter game one. Right. I mean, you could be in a spot where rest wise, if the Mets and Braves match up in the NLDS because the three would go play the two, you can get to the spot where you might have to be facing Jake Odorizzi game one because of rest. You know, I think Spencer Strider didn't even throw 100 innings in minor league ball last year. I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm pretty sure it's 96. But we're even seeing him kind of slow down a little bit. His second, the last start before this one, he got, he almost got shelled out of the first inning in Oakland. And against the Giants, he got hit up a little bit as well. So you're seeing, again, I think it was like the third or fourth time we said in this episode, the, the big beneficial right now to the Mets is that 
as the Mets are cooling down, luckily, so are the Braves. But you can't you can't guarantee that the rest of the way in these last 19, 20 games. That's not a foregone conclusion. The shit out of Philly four games at home. They could easily do that. Because they could win the Braves all those are the better team by three, four, five runs. The Braves are the better team, so they could definitely do that. No, I mean we've gone into the series like we had this like the series at home with the Braves. You're thinking to the Mets, just win three of two or two of three, just or win three or two, just don't get swept, don't drop four games at home, figure it out. And the Mets go in and take four games. Yeah, and the Mets and those were fairly convincing wins. Yeah, so anything can happen. You know, like anything happened, the Cubs are on the verge of sweeping the Mets at home right after the Mets seemingly were like, came out offensively in Miami. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you hope in a weirder way facing a lefty tonight might help you because they've seemingly been faring <laughs> See, better against lefties lately. That's been – that's my concern. Is that the two things I've been struggling uh, – catching up the Mets is random journeyman Tony Jabronis and left-handed pictures. I mean, they, they lit up <laughs> Here comes out left in a picture. But that's that's the one solace in that is that they've done well against guys that are more proven, the Pablo Lopez, the uh, uh, Jesus Lazardo. They're, they're doing better against the guys with decent but not great stuff. The guys they've seen before. Right. I think the Mets really struggle with lately, at least seeing guys they don't have a lot of work on. Right. And, you know, they don't have a lot of work on an Assad or a Samson. Sure. But so, they've seen Drew Smiley. I couldn't tell you how many times they've seen Drew Smiley. <laughs> More than their fair I mean, share, I'm sure of that. Drew Smiley's been around for ages and generations and yeah. eons. Because he was, he was with the Braves for a little bit. He was with the Phillies, I believe. Yeah. Let's see if I can pull up their team splits. I'm looking it up right now. Drew Smiley. This year, with hey, he's got a 357 this year. It's actually not that bad. Which is no, he's he's having a solid year. Yeah. Um, Drew Smiley against the Metropolitans. Yep, that's not what I want to say. <laughs> he's two and zero oh with a one point eight nine ERA against the Mets in his career. Oh, that's not good. Only 19 innings, which I thought would be a lot more. This is so odd. But no, yeah. but you, know, you just hope that they can, you know, seem, they seemingly saw Luzardo. They saw him well the other day. Yeah. They jumped on him. They knew what he was, his game plan was, and they attacked it. So you hope just being that they, they have more stuff on him. Our guy, Paul, against Smiley. Sitting 583. Well, he'll be in there tonight. Today <laughs> will not be a Luis Guillorme at third base today. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, things like that are always a little skewed because you're not seeing the same guys. Alonso's hitting 333. Escobar's hitting 583. Guillorme's hitting 500. Lindor's hitting 308. McCann's hitting 500. Naquin's Again, hitting smiling. 500. Yeah, Nemo's hitting 429. So you these guys see have good numbers. No, we're not going to see Naquin. But... And I'll, I'm hoping we see Mark Vientos get to start at home. No, in theory tonight, give Ruff the night because clearly it's not working. Yeah. Stick Vientos in at DH, put Guillaume at third, or put Guillaume at, sec- at second, McNeil in right. 
you can't justify playing Darren Ruff right now, let alone playing him in right field. No. No, no, you can't. Is this time for a segue? Definitely. Say <laughs> Vientos, prospect minor leagues. Go for it. St. Lucie and Brooklyn, both in the playoffs, both won last night. Um, haven't been able to catch up on what happened in the Brooklyn game. I was at work last night. But St. Lucie, Blake Tisbell shoved, Javier Tencio shoved, like I said. Um, I don't believe they've ever won a Florida State Championship League or League Championship. Mm. So I'm going to try very hard to get down there tomorrow to watch them against Palm Beach. They've been a thorn in Palm Beach's side since the days of the DeGrom rehab starts. But I have yet again revised my top 30. Okay. I've completely dropped Khalil Lee off. Yeah. Nick Plummer's off. Yeah. And the sad thing is the Mets' highest rated ranked outfield prospect right now that might be up in the next two to three years is Jake Mangum. He's a solid player. Yeah. But I don't trust guys who completely flip their profile in one year. That's fair enough. He went from a high contact, low strikeout, no power guy to a high strikeout, high power, low contact guy. So he went from... So plays great defense, though. No, yeah, the defense is good. But he went from a high average, no power to Joey Gallo. <laughs> That's kind of the opposite of what you want to say. Well, it's weird. I, I can't think of many cases where guys just completely flip their profile. And I mean, like you had like McNeil when he tried to start pulling the ball more and all that. But even then, the power wasn't coming from that. Power was coming from a juiced baseball. Right. The only so. one I could think of from a major league level is like Scooter Jeanette. <laughs> he was going to be a Met. He's on the list of guys that everyone said was going to be a Met and then never ended up being a Met. You know what? I mean, Mangum still hitting two ninety nine this year. Yeah, he, he got he, he he strengthened up down the end. Once he got back from the IL, that's not terrible. No, it's not. Oh, he's already twenty six. Jesus. He, yeah, that's the other thing. Was he, he an tw- older draft pick? Yeah, he's. I think it's the all time hits leader at Mississippi State. Yeah, that sounds about right. Are you tweeting off the account and shitting on people while we're recording? No. No, never, never. No, I would never do that. Definitely not time-stamped two minutes ago. Doesn't sound like me. No, never. <laughs> but I wanted to bring something else up. Oh, I put the pullout on the account a couple of days ago. Yep. If you need a game four starter, who are you taking? Because I think recent str- the, the uncertainty of Carrasco might have me leading David Peterson. What was the uh, what were the results of the poll? I can pull it up. About that. Yeah, I, I think some, one person commented to saying Tyler McGill, but he he's he's not a starter for the rest of the way. He's gonna be another bull, big bullpen piece. Um, it's not gonna be him. So you're definitely either looking Peterson, Carrasco, or Walker. You got thirty three percent. Walker, 51 cookie, 13 Peterson, 4% other. So I'm assuming your votes for McGill. I think I'm leading David Peterson. Dude, it's it's tough because, like, listen, Peterson as a start is still, still somewhat unproven. 
And sometimes, especially in the second half, he's at either at good starts or he's out by the third inning. Well, even the start second half has not been good with the exception of his last start. Yeah. And Carrasco's in the same boat as Peterson, though, in terms of how his second half has looked. I'd have to check his numbers, but I also feel like Cookie against teams like playoff teams hasn't fared too well. Well, he got murdered by Houston. Well, I mean, you get hit up by one of the, the best team in baseball. Yeah, it's uh, I'm not gonna be upset about that. All right, but you you know, you're gonna be playing the best. Teams you, in no, I, I that's that's my point. That's my point. Um, I think I'm leading because even Peterson's bad starts, you're still mostly in the game. I feel like your your fourth starter is somewhat of a combination of the three. I think it's I, I think it might be matchup based. It definitely could. Like if you, I mean, if it's if, against if the Dodgers, a lot of lefties maybe do go Peterson, which is crazy enough to say. I was gonna say if you if you got Atlanta, a big swing and miss team, all or nothing team, Peterson has shoved against them multiple times this year. Yeah, listen, if you're going Atlanta, as crazy as it sounds, you're absolutely going David Peterson. Taiwan Walker has never looked good against Atlanta. And- I think Taiwan Walker should be an interesting piece out of the bullpen in that Bartolo John Nice type role in October. Maybe. But I'm not letting him anywhere near pregame warmups and game uh, first inning baseball. <laughs> no. Not letting him, and you just you can't. Yeah. He's got like a he's got like a mid five ERA in the second half. Yeah, going into his last start, it was like a six three or something like it that. It was a six ten going into his last start. Yeah, it's not what you want. No, pull up Carrasco's. And even then, you have him. It's it's a Marlins lineup, less Jorge Soler, Avisayel Garcia. No, that was the game. I was there. Different game. But no Soler, no Chisholm. Take a random shot in the dark guess what Carrasco's second half ERA is. For for example purposes, in the first half, he was a 4 2 7. 2 9. Carrasco has a 2 5 in the second half. Yeah, he looked really good before getting hurt. It's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Well, because he had that, he, he had the career high scoreless inning streak. That's right. And so did Trevor know, Williams, to be fair. Yeah, so did Chris Bassett. Yeah. Pitching has been phenomenal in the second half. Bassett? Listen, Bassett's a dog. Big yeah, you're going to get roughed up. It's going to happen. <laughs> you're going to drop a dud every now and then. I'm not upset about the last start. Big Chris Bassett guy. No, but, you can't get upset about his last start. You can't. No, I mean, I, I think it should be Carrasco. But I, I think, think experience if, and and Buck has always gone to, you know, keep guys that have done it before and keep guys with a track record. But I think if you have a lineup, I think like, we go Carrasco. I'm like I'm I'm just I'm just gonna say, yeah. if in one of his last two or three starts, Carrasco gets roughed up, right? And you're playing Atlanta in the NLDS, a team Peterson has shoved against twice. You think about it. I think you seriously consider it. You have to hundred percent because I. To get through today's major league playoffs, you have to be creative. Oh yeah, I mean, because you're you're not going to beat teams that think like teams that think like Tampa, teams that think like the Dodgers. If you're not getting creative, and you just go by the book, right? The book tells you Carrasco's when you're fourth best starter, you start Carrasco. That's just what common sense would tell you. But against the Atlanta Braves this year. David Peterson has a 597 OPS against. Jesus. He has a 287 and 15.2 innings. Didn't he have a 10 strikeout game against Atlanta? Or am I making that up? I think he did. 
He had the start in Atlanta where Matt Olson got him, and the Mets only scored one run. Right. He had the start where he hit 99 at home. Yeah. And there's definitely another start somewhere in there. But like, if, if you're going to L, if you're playing LA, that has got to Peterson multiple times. If you're in LA, the same mound where Buck took him out mid at bat. <laughs> mid at bat, yeah. You're, you're, he's not going anywhere near that game. That's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, but, right. Listen, but it was also the right move. No, it was. It worked. It, it was the right move, but like if you're, you gotta also think about these guys psychologically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely that game for because like you said, you have to get creative. That fourth starter, it's gonna be matchup based, or it like should. Be. I think it really should be matchup based. I think you carry all three of those guys in your roster. Taiwan's probably mostly coming out of the pen. Probably. I wouldn't be shocked if you know, like they get rid of like an Alex Claudio down the stretch and they call Jose Budo back up, let them make. Them take one of Walker's starts while you get him a couple relief outings. Mm. Yeah, you know, okay, but it'll be interesting because you're in a spot where like you're trying to win the division, but you're also clearly putting at least one starter in the bullpen. Oh, absolutely. Never pitched out of the bullpen before. Right. I mean, we've you seen know, Dave Peterson at the bullpen and it's not worked. Right. They try to teach him on the fly against good teams. Yeah. You know, and the last time Krasco came out of the bullpen was the 2016 World Series run. Right. And that's because that he's... Cleveland went on. Yeah, he was coming off of cancer treatments. Right. No, I was that was before that. Twenty sixteen. Cancer was twenty nineteen. Okay. Because that was a concern with him is he missed a lot of the year twenty nineteen, then the shortened twenty twenty. Right. And then an injured twenty twenty. He hadn't pitched a full season since twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. But he came out of the. But that's just how damn good that rotation was. Right, <laughs> dude. And you you pitch you're pitching Corey Kluber once every three games. Yeah. So, um, I I think it really, or maybe you get yourself to a spot where you like you, you start Carrasco, but you have such a quick leash on it. Yeah, and in the post, you in a guy like Peterson, and, you yeah. know, it'll be interesting because you can get Smith back, McGill back, you get Lucchese back, all those guys with pieces to come out of the pen. So if if in theory you're going with a four man rotation, we'll pencil Carrasco in, right? It gives you a nine man pen. You're going Diaz, Ottavino, Lugo. May, McGill. May, McGill. Joelli. Joelli, Lucchese, Smith. How many names is that? Walker. You might not even be, be in a spot where you can, like, pick and choose from. Yeah. But even then, you then you got to find figure out what to do with the guy like a Tommy Hunter. That was, that was the first guy in my head, yeah. So, it, it, it'll, it'll be very interesting to see what they do. Yeah. I think the postseason roster construction is going to be fascinating. Sure. Because even then, Mark Vientos is playoff eligible. Yeah, because he was on the 40-man. 40 40-man 40 all year. Same reason Mauricio is playoff eligible. Same reason Jose Budo is playoff eligible. Yeah. These guys have been on the 40s since camp. If, if you know, Vientos starts to get hot the last couple of weeks and Ruff still isn't doing anything, do you consider taking Vientos over Ruff? I think you have to. Because I think he hasn't shown much yet, but his second at bat in Miami, he takes a fastball in his eyes and flies out opposite field to the warning track. The he raw was, power is dude, nuts. That's why, like, it's similar to, to Beatty. Beatty wasn't getting the results, but <laughs> the the contact when he does make contact is at least pretty consistent. It's, like if you have if you have a man on contact. third, if you have a man on third, one out, and it's a lefty up, and it's a DH spot. If it's either Vientos or or Ruff right now, you're taking Vientos. You have to because I think even like at least getting the shown, ball in the damn air. Right, not even that. Ruff has shown that he's not 
going to wake up anytime soon. I mean, the at-bats just aren't even close to competitive. They're not. At least you have a guy like Vientos where, like, it's still somewhat new, somewhat unproven. There's the hope and the potential because if Vientos runs into one, he can park a ball 450 easy. He had 28 home runs in AAA. If Ruff runs into one, you don't, if, if he runs into one, you don't really know what he's doing with it. If he runs into one, so pop out to third base. Yeah, at the rate he's going, it's a fly out to left field. I mean, the at-bats just aren't competitive. No. Even when he's getting middle, middle fastballs at 94, he's fouling them straight back. So it's definitely something the Mets have to figure out. Yeah. Since the Brave series, he's looked bad. He's just yes. been. Yes, yes, yes. Since like really like a week after they got him. Yeah. Again, he has a seven WRC plus as a Met. That's it's not good. It's bad. Agreed. <laughs> no, it's it's bad. Yeah. So, I mean, listen. Hot takes? Yeah. Seems like that time. So, we're assuming yeah. we're keeping on our every two-week schedule. What is – what's what's Alonzo hitting in September? It's definitely not 300, but <laughs> – No, I forget what mine was. Oh, I said uh, they weren't going to lose before we recorded again. <laughs> so they weren't going to lose until they record <laughs> again, and they promptly lost that night. <laughs> All right, the Mets are not winning before we record again. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> if they don't win, I'm not recording. <laughs> Let's see. They play 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. In theory, if we record again in two Wednesdays, or we can call it next Wednesday. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They, so they play seven games before we record again. We record again, they're going to be 89 and 61. Is that losing out? I'm. Just, you got to see what I'm doing here, man. I know. I see what you're doing. I see, I, they I are going 80. When we record again, they'll be 89 and 61. All right. Uh, the Mets are going to get no hit seven times. No, let's, let's not do that. Um, Throw a perfect game in there. Why not? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> um, they're still at, they're at home, right? For this next stretch. And they're yes. in Milwaukee. Before we record again, the Mets will have two walk-off wins. They will have two walk-off wins. All right. Anything else? All right. Hopefully, they turn this stuff around. Uh, yeah, this is not our most positive episode. If not, uh, they're 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 in some our serious episodes trouble. have been our episodes have been very positive this year. There has been a lot of negativity to talk about, but yeah, look, there there is going to be no rock bottom for the Mets. They're going I to the playoffs. Hit, you know, I mean, not not this year. They're going to the playoffs. They've been good all year, right? And the magic number is eight, and you have nineteen games to play. This would be to to miss the playoffs. You need that would be catastrophic. I mean, that that you literally you need Milwaukee to to only lose eight games this year, and the Mets to lose to win no more. They'd have to borderline lose out, and that's without noting Milwaukee plays the Cardinals today, then the Yankees, then us, and they still have the Cardinals again on their schedule. What? Cardinals, Yankees, 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 Mets, 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 Cardinals, Cardinals. That's seven more playoffs. Dude, that's games. rough. I mean, in there they have Cincy, Miami, and Arizona, but they're not going to the playoffs. Listen, hold on, Arizona's no slouch. 
No, right. But the Bre the Brewers should beat the Diamondbacks out. That's the, the last series of the year, too. The Mets should beat the Nationals at home. The Mets should beat the Cubs at home. Brewers aren't the Mets, man. But, no, they're a worse team. <laughs> no, yeah, but the Mets, the Mets pull this shit all the time. Is my point. Fair enough. If if, if you had told me this was going to happen, I'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> you don't want it to, but like, do I want it to? No. Do I accept it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. But no, I mean, they the Brewers have shit. That's eight, nine. They have nine more games with playoff teams. That's tough, magic man. number is eight. Just win the games, man. Win the games you're supposed to. Go back what got you here. That, that was another thing that Buck brought up, and then we'll, we'll end here. He was saying, like, you see the end of the season, and like, it's, it's in front of you. You see it. You see the light at the end of the tunnel. And they're starting to get away from the things that got, us, got them here. No, I mean, the first team already back clinched. to go, right, Yeah. Go back to the things that got you here. Go back to the things that got you to a team that's on pace to win 105 games. Make the contact, put the ball in play, small ball, take the extra base, be aggressive on the base pass. Just do what you did for the first five months, which I, I don't know it worked. why they went away from it. It worked. You were the second best team in baseball up until the stretch. Just keep doing what got you here. And you'll be fine. My actual hot take is in one of these next home games, they're going to have a double-digit run total and then get shut out the next day. <laughs> you know what? That I, that's that is a hot take. The way that's... this the way this past week and a half has gone, the way you just beat the shit out of Miami and they get shut down by Javier Assad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But until next time. Keep an eye out for my account if I'm down in St. Lucie. Love a chance to clinch. Good video footage. Definitely get some footage of Kevin Parada. That'd be cool, man. That'd be solid. Well, someone's got to do some winning around here. <laughs> Hopefully it's a major league level, but hey, we'll, we'll take hey, it. As long as the, the we'll Mets are winning. Yeah. yeah. It's Jack Ramsey, Antonio Slater, and as always, LFGM. <laughs>